Hello, right, so today on uh, Mental Health Anonymous, we're joined with one of our newest moderators, Oso. Um, There's a lad that I used to serve with in the army back in, Jesus, early 2000s, went to Iraq with him as well. He was my, you were my lad's corporal, you were my boss. I was. And what was it called? Basra Water? No, PWC, so um, pipe, 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 no, PL, yeah, pipeline repair coordination cell. That's why you're more switched on than me, because I've always known it as Basra Water. That's all I can remember it as, Basra Water. We, we used to have to go around and um, interview all the uh, locals to repair the water supply coming into Basra. So basically, when we got there, no water was going into Iraq. And uh, when we left, Ian, um, I think it was a million litres a day was coming into the locals. Um, and that's not including the tankers that we went to Kuwait to pick up ah, yeah I remember all that yeah geez oh, yeah, that, that's what I mean like my memory is shocking but see when people start when, you, <laughs> when you're talking to people yeah I mean we ain't chatted we haven't seen each other for 15 odd years and then picks up the phone a couple of days ago and yeah like can, it's normal it's, like it's, it's normal. crazy that's, that's just that's just the whole military uh, thing I think it's just crazy the amount of blokes that I've just literally got back in contact with and it's not even cheeky to ask favours and stuff like that. Like one of our yeah, friends yeah. we were chatting about then asked me for a favour a couple of years back now. And about two days later, I was out camping with him in Wales. And it's... Well, what I think what I think it is, it's that network of we are thrown into a, a network of, of uh, both females and males. But you're living together, you're living together and working together. You've trained together. You, then when you go on tour, you're all you're together always. Um, but then suddenly you do your four years, five years, you get picked up, bang, straight into another unit where you've got to do it all again. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's that case of yeah, okay, I can come straight into there, bang. Okay, mate, I'm a I'm also. Uh, what do you want me to do? Blah blah blah. So it's that situation where you're put into that area. So you, yeah. you learn you learn to meet people, and then again you might go into another unit where you mate from two units ago was there and you're like, all right, buddy. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Crazy. So again, so when you come out 15 years later, we're chatting it's like, all right, mate. Yeah. Like it was just pure natural. It? There's no effort whatsoever. And it's, um, what I find as well, like I listen to, I listen to talk sport a lot, like obviously in my trucking stuff. And, um, <clears throat> they talk a lot about, um, mental health and stuff like that as well in sports personalities. And massive. I, fu- massive. I find it is massive, mate. And I think there's, there's a real similarity uh, from us military and getting out and I think it's that whole concept of when you're in the military it is for the most part go 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 you're always doing something there's always training there's only them odd months where you, you are just stuck in the hangers and stuff like that but it is go 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 there's that real camaraderie uh, everybody's together everybody's got the same mindset and then all of a sudden one day either you choose to or your time's up but you're out and you're on your own you're literally on your own all your yeah. mates are spread all over the UK. And, you know, I'm not asking for any cuddles or anything like that, like any sympathy, but I've got my mates around here. I'll oh, give you a cuddle, mate. I'll give you a cuddle. A little virtual cuddle. But do you know what I mean? It is, it's, it's, it is sad. And I think that's where a lot of lot of uh, um, veterans, like, struggle, mate, you know, because it is, it's lonely. And, you know, you've got, all right, you might have your wife and kids and stuff like that, but there's no, no same mentality, is there? It's different, yeah. So, obviously, with your wife and kids, you can have that banter with him, but it's not the banter. So it's like, you can't. There's limits. 
Yeah, you can't chuck out the C bomb halfway through like conversation with your wife or whatever. Yeah. Well, I can because my missus is ex-military, so um, the banter there is awesome, and she's ex-navy. <laughs> so, um, police, navy police, come what? off! What are you doing? <laughs> I know. What I know. Uh, yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. I'll leave that one. There. Yeah. So obviously, we need kids and stuff. It's. I don't know whether it's. Also, with when you've got kids and, and a missus, and obviously you, we're used to an environment where everything's disciplined, bang, 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 do this, do this, do this, and they do it. It gets where done. Yeah. At kit, when you're at home, like, oh, can, you, can you sort the washing out, blah, blah. I'm not just using that as a stereotypical woman thing. Or <laughs> I'm just saying, for example, oh, can you just do that? I'm just doing this. And but your you missus does all the washing in that? No. Oh, no, I get made to do that, mate. No, no. she absolutely drops me. No, no. Let's say with the kids as well, and it's like, and I think that's where a lot of mental health comes from with uh, military, like leaving, is when they come back yeah. to the home environment, they're with them 24 7, and then mm. the kids are going, you're going, like, kids, do your bedroom. No. And then they're yeah. on the phone. It'll act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll give you an example, mate. Like, I, I got out, um, went into my first little company. And um, I was stood down, there was three, three drivers stood down for the day, we didn't have any work, and uh, we're floating around, and then the boss comes in about half eight, we've been in since four in the morning, like, just thumbs up and bums like, and I, I, I felt that proactiveness now, do you know what I mean, I felt like, oh, let's wash some trucks, or, like, yeah, let's do something, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, just, just As chill, you would in the hangar. Yeah, do you know what I mean, and they were like, just chill, chill. So the boss comes in at half eight, and he's like, um, right lads, I need them trucks washing down, and in my head, I was thinking, See if we'd have done that, we wouldn't be doing it now, would we? We'd be able to actually chill. And they were like, Yeah, not a problem. He goes, Yeah, so I need that truck, that truck, and that truck done. There's three of you, three trucks. Right, so I'm happy days. So I walks out in the direction of trucks. The other two lads, no, they're in the mid 50s, like they just snuggled off into the cafeteria thing. Like, and I was like, What's going on here? So I went in and goes, Clean these trucks. Yeah, come on, then. I will do it in a minute. But it needs doing. We've just been told to do it. And they're like, Endo, sit down. We're going to teach you Civvy Street. <laughs> oh, mate. Same thing, same thing happened to me years and years and years ago. When I first got out of the military, I um, was in a good place in Cornwall. I was, I was um, fitting kitchens, uh, £1,000 a week. Wicked. I was earning a lot of money. Um, and then I, I took a massive pay cut to go and get me, me Corgi, me, me gas safe, which was a Corgi engineer then. So I, I, I moved from Cornwall to, to Northampton. Um, and I was, I, was on, I was on no money at all, but I had a mortgage up in Yorkshire. I had rent to pay down in, in Northampton and all this. But um, So I was trying to do work outside of that work. So I'll do a full day's work. And then I was, I was um, registered to all the agencies around in Northampton. And um, they were making me like unload the white company uh, lorries and stuff. But I'd get there. And this lorry would come in, and I'm like, and these blokes are like, mate, what are you doing? And I'm like, just doing my job, mate. I'm just trying to unload this lorry. And they were like, mate, slow down. We normally have about three or four fag breaks in between like load unloading this lorry. So you've practically unloaded this lorry on your own. You're making this look bad. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just doing my job, mate. I have a fag break at the end. And same thing. I just couldn't get it in my head. Why, um... That wasn't my belly or anything. That was my dishwasher just making a noise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just couldn't get my head around it. Why they wouldn't want to just get it done and then have a bit of a chill out time after. Why prolong yeah. it? But again, that's what's hammered into us at such a young age. 
um, with the military. So oh, it is massively. I used to like, especially when I was um, like when somebody actually gave me some responsibility over blokes. I used to be like that all the time. Get in in the morning, I'd be like, right, here's a list of you know, jobs you have to get smashed out, get them done, and yeah, the rest of the days yourselves. Like, and they would have been battered out, and they would do it to a decent standard as well. Whereas on this side, it's all. Slow down, man. Chill. Yeah, yeah. There's no rush. I don't. I don't. I still can't. I, it's that recalibration we were chatting in the earlier conversations about, mate. I still struggle with the recalibration, but oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I've been out. I've been out since 2008. Uh, is it 2008? With an injury, um, okay, as, right. as, as we spoke about. But um, I'm still, I'm still trying to get my head around the civil life. Uh, I don't think I ever will get my head around the civil life. Um, where they'll get to work and uh, have a brew or they'll, they'll pick a coffee up on the way. Oh, lost you there. This does mess with my head because oh, I think... Lost you there, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. You got me? You got me back? Yeah, got you, got you. Where did I get to? You said um, having brews and that when they come in and have... Loads yeah, yeah, of so basically... Yeah, so they'll pick up a Starbucks coffee get there and then make another brew when they get there so rather than having a brew and then hitting the day when you get there i just it just didn't compute in my head and it yeah. still doesn't and it does mess with my head today to, to, today so it's yeah. like i'm trying to get a job done come on let's get bang 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 i want to get this done today and mm. then the delivery driver is like yeah mate i'm gonna be another hour i've just got to do some bits and i'm like mate i need to get this stuff here on site yeah. and it's, do you reckon like well, I mean, I got, I got out in different circumstances. So basically, I went up to Leckinsfield, done this tanker course, spoke to a civilian tanker driver who was actually who was up there just evaluating the course, making sure it was getting run properly. So I was speaking to him and he told me, and I was just like, see ya, <laughs> I'm gone. You know what I mean, like, yeah, I'm out. Um, so I was out of the army within six weeks, which doesn't really say a lot for me, does it? <laughs> but I was out of the army in six weeks and... Um, I just, I can't really compare it because I think the army could do more for blokes getting out. I know there's this whole... Um, right, yeah, cool. Apologies mate, about that. Mate, that, that, was... that, 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 that... You there? Yeah, yeah, it happened again. Yeah, mate, but yeah go on. Yeah, I was, I was saying like, um, yeah, that, that was... My internet, mate, apologies about that. But um, the when I got out of the army, it was under different circumstances, mate. So I was literally out of the army within six weeks uh, because I got a job offer and all the rest and I had proof and, you know, it was better earnings and better for the family. It sold them all that. And my OC at the time, fair play, and bang on, got me out. But so I never went through that whole 12 month of leaving the army. I don't know if that's still the same, but when you sign off, you've got 12 months then in the army, you've got resettlement and all this stuff. But... I think the army is good at trying to set you up for Civil Street. So with the resettlement courses and that, you can do. I've heard some horror stories, though, from some blokes saying, like, no, they've been made sitting in G10s, that's uh, stores, uh, made sat in stores rather than getting pumped out and doing all these courses to help them and get out. But, that, you know, it, it swings around roundabouts for that. But mentally, I don't think the army prepares you for a Civil Street at all, especially from guys like myself that have, been but no, I got brought up in the army. My dad was in the army, and then I literally had two years in Civvy Street, 
And it wasn't even Civvy Street. I was cleaning kitchens in a military camp and then boom, straight into the army. I never knew nothing different. And Civvy Street is a shock, massive shock to the system. Yeah, same, mate. So I joined up at a very, very early age, so 16. Um, mm. uh, but I, I left a, a, a life I didn't want to be in. So I was in a gang and all this uh, growing up. So I left that life. So I was, you know what I mean? collecting drug money at 14 with a mate of mine from school and stuff like that so it's like so I, I joined the military but then obviously injury um I, I i had an ankle reconstruction i don't know if you remember that but i was in i think it was 2004 i had a knee operation yeah and then we went back out to iraq and i think that's when you joined me in um in iraq then but then when we came back so it was in 2006 I had an ankle reconstruction. Um, I don't know if you remember. I was wheelchair bound, and then I was there, uh, and then I was uh, on on crutches. And again, yeah. the brotherhood we had, where Kenny Sampson um, used to he used to give me a piggyback to the pub, um, and I, I left my crutches in the in the taxi by accident. So he had to take me around all night. On his back. <laughs> yeah. But um, but again, when I came out, mate. So basically, they were good to me because I wasn't coming out with any animosity with the military. I love the military. I still love the military. It is literally cut me in half and I've got Royal engineers going through my, uh, through my core. So with me, it was a case of, I don't want to go out, but I, I love the military, but I I'm being forced to leave. So they put me in a job role, um, in Ripon as a recruiting team NCO. Okay. And, um, I, I really enjoyed that because again, again, I wasn't getting out because I hated the military. So I went around all these schools. I'm like, yeah, I love it. Bang, bang, bang. Um, and they, they, they let me do that. So cause I was trying to get me corgi gas. So they, I was trying to, I was getting time off of the resettlement. And then because I was local to where I lived in Ripon, I lived in Huddersfield. It was just, it, it's worked for me. So it worked in my favor. But like you said, I've, I've heard some really bad stories of blokes getting just shat on basically. Um, yeah. And it, again, it's, it's, it's these people that, People like I was really, they were, they were massively military, and they just see people leaving as a weakness. And again, yeah. that's what we get brought up with. You mm. probably got brought up with it when you went through that weakness. It's like, ah, right, let, let's chin these guys off because they just did it. They, they don't. They don't have what it takes. Or, and again, this can affect people massively, mental health wise. Um, yeah. I, I used and I used to hate that bullying culture in the military, like that where you get a bit of a mong, and um, they just put him in like you say, the stores or just didn't want him around because they weren't like you. And I just, I just didn't like that culture. And it was massive when I went through. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it's definitely, there's definitely a click in the army. Like, um, I remember like, I'd done, the, I'd done the recruitment thing as well up in Scotland and I just loved it. The best year of my yeah, life yeah. up there. Absolutely outstanding. Um, Chatting all yeah, the teachers so up. Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> I just I just got divorced as well, like so they sent me up there and I was like, winner, happy days. So, yeah, so definitely, definitely, uh that was some yeah, I re rehabilitated myself anyway, mate. But there it went up there. And then um I remember I went to Chatham. I think I went to Chatham before and I was um a cuddly care call, you know, I was duty of care in so oh, uh, there. So I went there and um this is when I I think this is when I first started learning about mental health. Uh, I never really knew what it was, didn't really care, to be honest. And I, like you said, well, on a different subject, I thought it was a weakness, mate, a 
really did. Um, whenever I thought people were like, oh, you know, a bit down and stuff, I, I, them words get a grip, yeah, sort yeah. your life out, you know, all that. Man kind up. Of stuff. Man up, uh, take your MTFU pills, all the rest of it. And, yeah, yeah. you know, to an extent, some of that is relevant to some people. Like I said to yeah. you yesterday, it helped me out. People telling me to get a grip and stuff like that, but it's it, yeah, it, it, different different subject. But I was um, I was in charge of one bloke, well, one troop, plant troop, and um, I remember I got told about this one young lad uh, just to keep an eye on him. He's not, he's been in the office and he said he's not coping well. And I, in my head, I was just like, "Do you mean not coping? What yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. Is he weak? Should he be here?" And do you know what I mean? I was like, "What <laughs> all this?" And then. Um, they said, oh, just after parades and stuff, just have a little chat with him and find out how he is. I'm like, what, chat him up? What do you want me? What? what you want? <laughs> I just didn't get, so after parades and that, I used to be like, oh, where are you? Like, come and have a little walk. And I'd just walk around the block with him a bit. But I'd be walking around the block with him going, so what's up with you? Yeah, <laughs> he'd yeah. be like, oh, I just feel a bit down. I'd be like, oh, fag bot, pick that up. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just no sympathy around. whatsoever there. Nothing, no no then, empathy there was one weekend uh, I got told to check up on him every other hour throughout the whole night in his room. Suicide, suicide yeah. watch. And I was like, are you kidding me? And they were like, oh no, you need to eat. This is, it's your job. Like, this, that's part of your job description. And you need to go check. And I was like, I've got plans. And that, that was my priority. I had plans. Yeah. And it wasn't until I went round and I knocked on this guy's door. And um, I felt, I instantly felt sorry for him. I opened the door and he just, you just tell he was been crying and stuff. And I was like, why not on the piss wall? Well, that's me. He was like, no, I was a full screw. So Colin, I, I, I sat up a mate in a training establishment. It's like a, yeah, I suppose it's a friendly approach, isn't it? So he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, I never realised I'd done it. I just instantly felt sorry for the bloke. And um, he was like, oh, I just, I don't really get on with people. Like, but have you tried? Because you're always on your own. I've never seen you try. And he was like, no, nah, I just prefer to be on my own. And I, I looked in his room, like, and I went, and he was painting loads of airfix models and stuff like that. And I'm I'm into that. I do I do like that kind of stuff. Oh, I haven't yeah. done any yet. I, I do I do. Yeah. So um, I went. Oh, which one's that? And he was like, Oh, it's a new uh, Tornado GR7. Blah blah. Blah, 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 blah. And he went on and on. I was like, well, You know your stuff, mate. You should have been an RAF pilot, shouldn't you? And he goes, uh, Yeah, I should have. I went. Can I come in. He went. Um, yeah, if you want. I went. I'll tell you what. I'll go and get some beers. I'll get a pizza. I'll come in, and me and you'll just smash these models out. And he was like. Oh, and that, and then I walked away thinking, this is real. Like, yeah, see, yeah, this, this is real. So I went away, got the pizza, and I came back in, and he was sat there. And we just sat, and the lad was sound as fuck, so he was such a nice bloke. And I had this whole different perception of him because he was, he, he, he liked keeping himself to himself, but it's only because in his head, he didn't fit in. And I know where he's coming from now. I do know where he's coming from. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, dude, just try and fit in. I was next weekend, I'm off. And you're not really allowed to do this in you know places like Chapman. That I goes, I'm off. You're you're cutting around. I'll tell you what, me and you'll go out on the piss, right? And we'll we'll get in with some lads and stuff. And then he did, and he started mingling, and he was totally fine. And he needed, I think he just needed that that a cuddle, basically. He just needed to know that he was worthy and he yeah. does deserve to be here. And he's achieved, and actually he was probably one of the better students. He's achieved just the same as what everybody else has that deserves to be there as well. But he never put himself in that category. He, yeah, he always yeah, put yeah. himself in a different category, which I know exactly where he's coming from now. So Yeah, I mean, because I've never had that problem, as you probably remember, but I always, I was, even as a kid, mate, I used to fit in with everybody. I, I'm sort of like a, 
what they're called a chameleon where you just like you can change round situations like so when you guys come in I'm like boom when these crazy cats used to come in boom these yeah. I'm like oh that could be serious I, I can change myself around, around these situations but I can also see that and I don't remember if you can remember when lads used to first come to Germany um, I used to take them all to the bar so I used to go right in the bar and uh, but I'd look after them where most people are ooh get them get them engineered, which is a top shelf for the pickled egg and make them that. And then make, I used to make them sick. So if people used to do that, I used to keep an eye on the lads and I used to make them sick, fingers down their throats, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I used to look after them. And then, um, but I was a big, that was a big thing of mine. I don't know if you remember where I didn't like lads sitting in their rooms by themselves. Yeah. Because again, yeah. You're, not, you're not getting out there. You're, yeah. not, you're not throwing yourself into uncomfort zones. You're not... You're going to be in that uncomfort zone all your life. Oh, yeah, so I was that lad. I was that quiet, recluse, you know, grey man. And it did take me a while because especially when I got married and then divorced and then back in the block, I did. And it took a couple of my mates to grab me again and get me back into that environment of yeah. door open policy, uh, get out and mingle and just be with the rest of the lads and stuff. But then I, when I got out of the army, that that had gone. I can't leave my front door open, mate. Especially where I used yeah. to live. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no detachment on your door. What you up to, Endo? What you doing? Don't get it wrong. Yeah. I've got a, quite a few mates that live within no twenty mile radius around here. Like, um, and I'm looking forward. One of them's a diver. He comes and goes. Like, I'm looking forward to him getting back here uh, this week. Uh, just, just uh, you know, at this age, you know, we're not hitting the clubs and all that kind of stuff anymore. Do you know what I mean? But uh, it's um, it's it's weird when you go in clubs these days. Anyway, everybody. Oh, like, I feel, what's he doing? I feel, that? Yeah, what's that old fucker doing in here? Yeah, some bald, <laughs> weird freak doing in here. Shut up. It's um, yeah. So it's more barbecuey drinks around the house these days, but it's that bothering with each other that helps as well. Do you know what I mean? It's it's massive, mate. So yeah, what's yeah. um, what's the score with yourself now? Then you've got a couple of companies going on the go, haven't you? Yeah. So like I said to you, when I first got in the military, I went down to Cornwall. I was fitting kitchens for a uh, local company. I've always been self-employed. I've, I've never been employed. Mm. And whether that's, whether that's been a good thing for me, um, because obviously coming out of the military, I mean, I wasn't great to lead anyway, because I always had an opinion and I was probably the, the best soldier around i would do exactly what he's told but i'm like mm, i'm gonna change it and do it like this so it's always my little take on things so i've always never been employed so i was uh, self-employed down in cornwall and then um like i said i went to Northampton to get me a corgi in the gas safe mm-hmm. and um basically it's, my trouble started from there and i didn't know i haven't really known until recently really but I, I, I say that my trouble started in the military when i first got injured so i had an ankle reconstruction and they put me in a desk job uh, i was rsm's clerk writing orders and disciplining lads for things that i do i've done the night before and um and i don't know if you remember but i used to late i used to make lads um brasso uh, a plaque yeah. the, H, the H, hq plaque outside my office think i'd be doing it once mate <laughs> I just didn't know I just didn't want else I didn't want to thrash anybody yeah. so I was like here goes a pot of brasso but I d- mate I even ended up doing it myself when staff Tozer uh, I, I, I went on the on the piss and I didn't come into work uh, it was on rear party and I got woken up You like you said the open door policy no one used to lock the doors but I got woken up with a an iron 
spray in my face. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, fuck off, fuck off. Yeah. And it was Nick going, all right, so uh, late for work, are we? And so, so I ended up doing the brass away myself and everyone was laughing at me. And uh, yeah, but, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so, I, so my issue started there really, but I didn't know, like you said, I didn't know anything about mental health. For me, it was school, military, and that was, that was it, bang. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a very hard childhood as well, where I had parents which were very strict. Um, I grew up in that area. So it's, so I always had the discipline, blah, 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 blah. And then when you get out, it sort of goes away and you're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't mm. like this at all. I loved it to start off with. Um, but anyway, came up to Northampton, blah, blah, blah. Minimal money. I started a business. Um, and I was working on the commercial side, the uh, as the Georges, B&Qs, with a lad I used to be in the military with. I won't mention his name, but we we had a little bit of a fallout over over money. And um, again, mate, he was getting people in to work for us who just didn't have a clue what they were doing. And to me, it just didn't compute in my head that they were mm. messing up and we were snagging and I just didn't like it. And um, so I left that side and I went down into London and helped out two ex-Marine officers start a company called um, Handy Heroes. Uh, great blokes. But again, we sort of clashed because I'm a professional builder. They didn't have a building knowledge, but they were great at the paperwork, blah, 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 getting it out. And again, it was in my head. It just, it just didn't compute. Nothing flowed. So I, no. I, left, I left them on good terms. Um, they're still going great. Um, glad I was a part of it that I started a company called We Were Soldiers Construction, which is still going very well. Um, then I started a company called We Were Soldiers Cleaning Company. Uh, and now I've got a new venture, which is We Were Soldiers Property Investment. So I'm going to go into property, flipping property and stuff like that. So I went on a course. But anyway, it started off, like I say, from it, initially, I didn't know I had PTSD. So my anger was horrendous and I do feel sorry I've only had two girlfriends previously to my missus now because I was a, I was a singly through and through um horrible singly lived in the bar but um as you probably know but um so basically the two girlfriends I pre I, I do feel really sorry for them because I wasn't diagnosed then and the way I I, I treated them is, is, is ridiculous it's horrible I didn't like beat them or anything like that I never physically hurt them but probably mentally because yeah. The way I was, but the way I was, but I just didn't know. I didn't know, we, like you said, we, we leave the military and you're on your own. You just you don't get told any of this, especially when I left. Um, there wasn't really masses of PTSD around. There was it was around, but it wasn't massive like it is now. Uh, mental health wasn't a massive thing, so mm. we got thrown out on our own. And like I said, I felt so sorry for them because I'd get drunk. And I'd punch the door, the doors off the hinges uh, because someone gobbed off to me outside. And, I, and I'm not an angry man, mate. It's just um, I can get angry. Um, I'm not a small bloke. I can handle myself. And let's say when you're a five foot nothing lady seeing a bloke punch a door off its hinges and it flies across the room. I mean, mentally for them, it must be absolutely horrendous. Because yeah. I'd get up in the morning as if nothing had I'll be like, oh, well, put the door back on, fix the door, because I'm a chippy. Like, I just cracked on. But they're like, what the fuck? Is he going to flip? Is he going to do this? Is he, do you know what I mean? 
yeah. to the point where where I've I've got out of the car before and I've got someone by the neck through the window from road rage, and I did, I thought this was normal because yeah. when I grew up in the in the military, this is the sort of things that your full screws sergeants used to do: yeah. kick your doors in because you were late for work, blah blah blah. So I thought it was a norm, and I grew up with that as well. So my my stepdad used to punch the doors off the hinges. So to me, it was normal. So I didn't know I was suffering from mental health because I thought it was normal. It's a norm. What's wrong? What's yeah. wrong with it? It is. A, that's what I mean. Like, um, try to be careful what I'm saying. Like, but it's like, um, if I messed up in the military, I expected a kicking. Right? And I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying you're gonna get kicked around the yard and that. You're you're definitely gonna get a little slap and told yeah, to wind yeah. your neck in and sort your life out and all the rest of it. And I. I kind of agree with it and I agree with it because I think the calibre of blokes back in when we joined was decent. But yeah. now I remember one lad uh, turned up late for one of my parades uh, in my last unit. And I, all I said was, time to call this? Start crying. Yeah, mate, don't. Like, I mean, I, oh. I'm, do, I'm doing it now. I went, oh, mate, don't. Because yeah. I've gone back to my old me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, seeing you, I've gone back to my old me as the corporal. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the man up, Jeez, yeah. you know what I mean. But that's not me anymore. But I've just reverted. That's how easy it is to revert it is back, easy. To your, back to your old self. And it's, it is um, massively easy, mate. And it's it's um, it's learning. Like we had a really good conversation yesterday, and I was telling you about like you're on about road rage and stuff like that, mate. I drive a fuel tanker. I live on them roads, right? The things I see. Is shocking, right? But I've learned to obviously I'm in a professional occupation. I've I've got my truck plastered with logos. I'm wearing shirts and all that. So you've got to be professional, which I totally am, right? But there is times, right? Let's put me in my van, my own car, right? There is times you're like, I've learned to say to myself, but it's 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 in the past. There's no harm done. There's no damage. He's going to go that way. I'm going that way, and I will never ever see them again so calm your tits and that it is difficult but I'm, I'm i'm like i say i really believe in this whole this whole philosophy of retraining your brain and only you can do it yeah you can have help to do it you can read you can go see therapists and stuff like that but ultimately it's up to you to retrain your brain and retrain yeah absolutely your thinking. and it's working for me mate i'm such a calmer bloke now um I oh sorry, obviously look, I, I will in future videos and podcasts i'll talk about my mother and you no know, what's happened there and stuff but it's um i get i get um i get a, a, a weird spot on my leg and i think i'm dying and I'll, I'll flap about it and i drive my family crazy with it and i've learned now to stop but i do i, I go absolutely like oh my god what's that why is that there oh, i'm going to the doctors and get blood tests and i drive everybody up the wall but that that was only four or five months ago mate yeah, and yeah. I've, I've 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 stopped now and I'm, my life at the minute mate is so good and I don't mind broadcasting that. I'm not saying to people on the group and stuff like that, oh, check me out. My life's brilliant. It's not like that. I mean, this is how I've got to where I am. And it's not because I've got money. I've got anything else. It's how I'm starting to recalibrate and retrain my brain. Yeah, money, everything is is nothing, mate. That's just a materialistic piece of bollocks. Yeah. What it is, it's what you've got in your head and what you've got next to you. So your missus your kids, as long as they're happy, healthy, you're healthy in your mind and healthy, money's bollocks, mate. It's just, that's just a byproduct of happiness. It's just, um, yeah. it's, it's nothing else. It's, it's, it, it, 
it can't help you. The, mate, the, no matter how much you chase the money, how much more money you make, you're always going to spend them. You know, well, it's one of them. It's, it's for example, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to openly talk about this. So basically, I've, I had everything. I've still got everything. Um, so I had the money. I've got the job, the lifestyle. I've got the house. Uh, I had the car. We had the holidays. So I mean, it was, was going on um, holidays to Vietnam, business class. We didn't care. So basically, we didn't care. So it cost three grand each or whatever, four grand each. We didn't care. Um, but mentally, so on the exterior, I was happy. Like, yeah, look at this. Look what I've got. But inside, I was fighting a battle, which I didn't know I was fighting. And I did try and commit suicide. I've done it, tried it twice now. And it, as I say, I'm openly about it. I'd rather talk about it rather than bottling it in. Um, in fact, one of the times is on this rail here. Um, it snapped, but it but it snapped, so it wasn't my time. Um, but yeah, so. But again, now I've got my head in the right space. Again, nothing, nothing. Money can't help yeah? no. you. You work, your workmates, they can help, but they're, they're not. They're not your therapists. You know what I mean? They're not there to. I mean, they are in a, in a certain way. They can help, <laughs> but only like you said, only you can help you. So my my um. We talked about it the other day where I suffered from blackouts and due to my mental health and I had a blackout on one night, which was the turning point for me where I smashed a car up. Um, don't remember doing it. It was a black tie event. And I woke up out of it about an hour and a half, two hours later, covered in blood. The host of the, the evening was covered in blood, shouting at me. And then I just instantly broke down crying. I thought I'd killed someone. And that's not right, mate. So... That's when my missus turned around and said, and, and this is rightly so. Again, everyone everyone hits their limits. And she went, sort it out or I'm leaving. Or, or you can leave, you can go. Even though I haven't put any physical abuse to her, but it's just mentally abuse. So she can't deal with me doing that. Which then on the flip side, I can't deal with me doing that. Because I can say, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose, you know what I mean? The, the best partner I could ever ask for, the house, everything. So that's, that's what turned me around to, um, to getting help. And it's probably the best thing Sarah ever did for me was say, sort yourself out or I'm leaving you. Yeah. Um, because that, that gave me the strength, the inner strength to, to realize, hang on a minute, if she's saying that, there's something wrong. There's something not right here. It's not yeah. the norm to, <clears throat> to be smashing things up, to be doing this. So, yeah. So what did you do then? What did you do about it? So she said that. What did you immediately do? Would you... Therapist. Uh, no, no. So immediately, um, so on this first occasion, I, I went to the GP. It's so easy. So anyone listening to now who's, who's seen some sort of, um, uh, what's it? What's what am I thinking of? If someone can see themselves in this conversation, what I'm having now, where they're having anger, yeah. blah, 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 blah. If they can see themselves, it's the first thing you need to do is go to the GP. As soon as you've gone to that GP, you'll feel a, a, a bit of a, a weight lifted off your shoulders because you've yeah. made that first step. You've accepted something is wrong. Something's not right. You've accepted that. And that's the first stage, go to your GP. Now, luckily for me, um, which I, I think it's right in a way, um, being ex-military, there we get to get seen first. We, we get priority. I didn't know if you knew that, mate, but um, if, if you... Yeah, military, Especially, yeah. did you, when did you get diagnosed with PTSD then? Before or after? No, it was um, after. 
So basically, ah, okay. I, so I, I didn't know I had it, mate. Mm. So basically, a bit of backstory on me where I, I joined the military, just like I said, to get away from home life, blah, 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 blah. Um, so military was my family. So I love it. I love it. Like I say, cut me in half, mate. I've got Royal Engineers going like a stick of rock. <laughs> so you, um, you take me out of that situation and now I've got nothing. I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Where was I going with this? Oh, right, yeah, so... Um, I do that all the time. Oh, mate, I've, just, I've got so much going on in my mind now. <laughs> um, what did you say to me? You went... PTSD uh, before or after you went to the first GP? After, uh, yeah, so it's basically... Yeah, so I, did, I just didn't know I had it, basically. And um, so it was this... It was this... That doctor. So I went to the doctor, and he was brilliant. He, luckily, mate, he's... I can't remember where he's from. Is he Nigerian? I can't remember, but he has a brother who's ex-military from his country. And he was like, right, blah, 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 bang. We need to get you sorted. They put me on um, citralopram straight away. Because um, obviously the suicidal thoughts. Um, there's been many times leading up to that, but there's a couple of times which I actually tried it. And uh, there's a couple of times which I was like, mm, am I, you know what I mean? Am I not? Probably a call for help, but I just didn't know at the time. Yeah. And it was so basically they put me on citralopram um and got me into therapy straight away so we got bumped up to the top of the i got bumped up to the top of the list literally where people have to wait sometimes six months to see someone yeah. they got they got me in in two weeks bang mm. and they got me in and i went in there with a with an attitude and again if anyone's listening to this uh, who can relate to with my situation um I, I was quite a manly man um again brought up in the military where a oh, fucking man up you know what I mean? So I went into therapy, even even though I knew something was wrong, but I, I'd ultimately gone there for my missus, and I went in there with an attitude with, like, gone in. Yeah. Do, go on, whatever. Yeah. And they went, so why are you here? I went, well, you tell me. <laughs> and, I, and I'm yeah. quite embarrassed. I'm quite embarrassed to say it, mate, to be honest, because I was like, you tell me why I'm here. I don't mm. know. I've been, I've been told to come here. By the end of the hour, I was shaking the guy's hand, and I went, I'll be here again next week. Perfect. And I went there for an intense, I think it was 12 weeks, intense. Um, and then he signed me off. And then he said to me, I'm going to let you now know. Now I'm signing you off. I'm happy for you to go back into the world and uh, and just keep taking your bends, whatever. He says, you seem like being, I was, mate, I, I, the mindset was totally changed. He, um, completely changed the way I look at things and he said right I'll let you know now I'm ex-military I'm ex-navy I'm a navy ex-navy officer and I was like all oh, right I said why didn't you tell me that before and he goes because I didn't want that connection between me and you I didn't want you to feel relaxed straight away going ah military geezer let's yeah. talk about let's let's spin some dits about <laughs> military time so it wasn't so um but again it doesn't work for everybody um I actually had another relapse about two years after that and I went back and this is nothing to do with her being a female and she was pregnant. I'm pretty scared of pregnant women. I don't really like them. <laughs> Mate, yeah. scared, scared, <laughs> scared the shit out of me. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just like something living inside you just doesn't, doesn't suit me at all. I'm like, this isn't right. 
So anyway, it's nothing to do with that. It's just that her techniques of doing things. So again, anyone listening here and they're scared to go to therapy and if they go to therapy for the first time and they don't get on with that therapist, don't just sack it off. Because I did that. I chinned her off and I went, look, it's not. For- well, I just didn't turn up anymore. So I went from there. Well, I went from there to there to went. So I thought, well, therapy's not working for me anymore. Um, I'm fucked. That's me. I'm done. I'm done. It's not working for me this time. It worked for me for the last two years. Now it's not working. So, and then I started to go into a hole. Um, but if I just said to them, you're not working for me as a therapist. Have you got anyone else? They'd have given me someone else, maybe even the other guy that I was speaking to last time. They didn't yeah. want to because then you obviously get that bond with them. You need to yeah. be. So that's what my, I'd, relate to, I'd say to everyone out there. If you don't find a therapist, if you've got a therapy and you don't find a therapist for you, just, just tell them. And they'll give you somebody else, and I, I'm I'm gutted that I didn't I I didn't do that because I it took me a long time to get back up again. Back up. It's um a couple of uh, I mean all the all the books I listen to that that's mentioned quite a lot that uh, people go for therapy, if it, it fails in their head, there's no connection. I don't don't I don't I'm not I'm not I'm just not connecting with this person, and they sack it off, and that's it. They, they yeah. don't go back. Whereas the people that are get get to recovery faster are the people that know exactly what you just said they look for that person they can almost bond with and it works there's that connection and it works there's a few books i've read about that now yeah yeah exactly that's what happened to me and it doesn't need to be a therapist it just needs to be someone who's a good listener yeah I mean, if, if you've got if you've got the basic techniques, so even if you looked up as an app, there's a CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy app, and you can go on there, have a look at the techniques they show you. So what I put on the other day about the five, four, three, two, one, five um, things you can see, that is a CBT yeah. therapy. Also the right. breathing, breathe in for four, hold for five, breathe out for six. And um, it just brings your whole body back into line. So you focus because you're five, four, three, you're focusing on things not thinking about the demons in your head and then the breathing yeah. is um yeah it just brings yourself back in focus but as long as you've got that little basic things then you just get someone who's willing to talk to you so if yeah. you don't want to see a therapist get someone who's willing to talk come on this mental health group um put it out there does anyone want to can anyone have a chat with me and i'm sure i, I certainly yeah. would I'd, 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 I'd that's what i'm loving me. about the group mate it's it's really really like me and tony have said in the previous conversations mate of how heartwarming it is and this is where like because you were a bit of a lad I was a bit of a lad back in the day and having this conversation with you now is totally from the 15 years we've not seen each other is totally out of character if you had to get Hendo and Oso at this present time now and put us in a conversation in a room with Hendo and Oso back in 2004 or 5 I think the 2004 5 Hendo and Oso would Droppers, mate. To be honest, oh, they'd walk out. They'd be like, "What? What used to? What used on about? Used weak or on all this?" But mate, mate, we'd walk in and uh, I'd be naked, hanging off the light fitting. And <laughs> 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 uh, I'd be cowering in a corner. Going, What's he doing? What's he gonna do? Uh, but no, it's, um, it's the 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 more you know, when you grow up, mate, and you start really realizing all these thoughts and things. These are all real things and. Like the group, I've said it, and I'll keep repeating it. I'll keep repeating it, mate. It's it's purely, 
I want to I want to throw down I want to throw mental health down people's throats until they're sick of me hearing about it on my pay on my own personal Facebook. I want people to go. Do you know what? And they do my head and I'm just deleting it. I just want I want to throw it out there so much that it's just it's just so openly commonly talked about that anybody can just I just want that I want that day that somebody goes I'm not feeling too good I haven't for a while like yeah I need to talk and just do it without all this the taboo behind it the whole oh god but I can't be seen as weak or oh that's not man or that's not woman and, you know, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get rid of like stigma, especially, especially the older generation. I mean, the younger generation yeah. now are getting they're getting brought up with it. But like I said to you in a conversation yesterday, I think it was, I said it's always been around. It's always mm. been around, even in our grandparents' days. It's always been around, but it wasn't recognised. It was again, man up, you, you. Even to the World War, mate, where they used to get shot for cowardice. It wasn't. It was PTSD. It was yeah. shell shock. But used to get shot for cowardice because you're not you're not going to go over that hill. So it's always been around, even since the First World War. Yeah. Um, where your mind can only go so far. And I, I think I said this to you the other day about a bucket. Just imagine a bucket under a dripping tap. Uh, it's going in. So your family life, um, money troubles, yeah. this, that, you, 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 all these little drips go into your bucket. And eventually that bucket's going to overfill. And this is where I used to have my blackouts. And because, um, again, uh, the doctors said it to me. It's like you, your mind's like a computer where you keep using your iPhone or your computer and eventually it just won't work anymore because you need to reboot it. So you need to turn it off and turn it back on again. And mm -hmm. that's when, that's what I used to do with my blackouts. And my head used to totally switch off. Mm -hmm. my, my missus used to describe me as she could have done this and I, I just wasn't looking, but I was yeah. aggressive. I was aggressive with it. So um, you need to have that way of rebooting your head without having that bucket full. So what you need yeah. to do is get to half full and having that work to family life or even if you need to get away from your family because your family's doing your reading, mm -hmm. you, you need to talk to your family and say, look, guys, I love you all the bits, but I need to go away just to just to recalibrate, like you said, uh, myself. So I need to go away, just go camping, grab a tent, bang. Yeah. As long as you're okay with that and you're not going to stop yourself when you're going away because you've had enough. So that's why you wait till it's half full. So then now you book it. So basically you're putting a hole in your bucket, which is going to come yeah. down and then let it fill up again. Let it go back down. Don't let it go over the top. Yeah. It, it is, it's, <laughs> you learn to love yourself. Learn, yeah. learn who you are. Learn who you are and what you're about and learn when things are getting too much in personal life, in you know, your professional life. Just learn and learn to love yourself and then you're, You'll be able to go, wait there, right? Yep, yeah, I'm uh, this bucket's getting half full now. Right, time out, I'm off. Exactly. I do it quite often. I'm just yeah. like, right, Emma, I'm off. I'm taking the van, going camping, see you in a bit. And then people can say, well, I don't have that luxury of a van and get a 10, get a, get a 10 pound tent out of Aldi. There's answers to everything. Um, or, like you said, mate, just go on the group. Anyone fancy, yeah. like you said, with Daz, do you fancy, right, anyone fancy going to camping? I've not got a, I've not got a tent. Anyone got a spare tent and, and, and want to come away for a weekend? Bang. Yeah. Get some beers, tent, yeah. middle, of, middle of Wales, like you guys did. Mate, it's like, yeah, campfire. And there's no planning involved either. I mean, I've, I've been, you know, obviously, I want the group to grow and I want it to be unique and all the rest of it. And I've had little thoughts about having little, um, you know, you're probably going to say, calm down then, though. But, you know, like little, little 
camp trips, um, mini festival things, and it's not going to be this whole banners of like oh, mental health group. And, no, I'm not going to broadcast any of that kind of stuff. Just a bunch of strangers getting together, a bit of music, get a campfire on the go, and just you know, none of this kumbaya stuff around the fire and that. Just a few pints and Mate, this thing's happened all the time. Little little <laughs> festivals happen all the time. Yeah. Where people don't know each other, they just put a little post on Facebook. So this being a little community of mental health people, everyone in the same sort of mind. I'm oh yeah, I'm on board with that, mate. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, mate. I think we'll leave it there. But yeah, thanks very much, mate. And generally, right, without you looking at me all weird, right? Thanks very much for opening up there, mate. That's proper help people out. You know what I mean? I'm, proper. I'm glad, I'm glad it. I'm glad we're going as well, mate, because it's like 25 degrees outside. I know, mate. That's what I'm, Absolutely yeah. Absolutely red is. Wrong choice. Wrong choice of T-shirt. Big, thick polo. Hey, at least you're not going to smash out a 12-hour shift, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I am, but in the pool. In the pool cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. Happy days, though. So thanks very much for everything, mate. And um, no, no, yeah, right, we'll mate, catch up. Great right, catch up. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate.